On this episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast, we are joined by Asher Lowe, talking, breaking down everything on here on this election Sunday, from brackets to where the Badgers land, to their road, whatever road that might be, on a run in the tournament. Uh, a look back on the season, how do we define it? We also go over a little bit of NFL news, because the NFL runs the calendar. All right, guys, let's start this show. This is Marlo, joined by Casey. Selection Sunday, Casey. How are we doing? Marlo, uh, well, that I'm split. I'm split about 50-50. I got two sides of a coin going on here, right? Yep. Positive side. Depending excitement and say tournament, it's back after a year off, which God forbid ever happens again. We have an NCAA tournament. We have a bracket. We got got it filled out in front of me. I can barely read some of the names, but luckily I, I, I can probably make them. Well, I can look it up, right? but I can, can make most of them out. Uh, extremely excited about that. On the other hand, I have an impending doom, Marlo. My family <laughs> is hit by a stomach bug <laughs> that we got from daycare, and uh, the kids got sick. My wife is sick now. It's only a matter of time. So I just sit here and wait <laughs> until it hits me. It's, it's just not a ticking fun. time bomb. You just never know when it's going to explode. So, what should I do, Marlo? Should I act as if this is my last chance to have, like, real food and and act, you know, I don't want to say behave poorly, but, you know, go for it. Or Mm -hmm. should I, like, hunker down and prepare and be like, this is going to be bad. Let's make sure we're eating responsibly and and, and so it won't be so bad. What way would you go with it? Ooh. Ah. You know, the way I would go, because I would just pretend like it's never going to hit me. Uh, (laughs) That's how I roll. So, yeah, I'd probably go around business as usual. Okay. If, um, yeah, I, I, I say business as usual. So you wouldn't have, like, your death row meal? No. Like, I would I, I would not. Line it up. Okay. Off, uh, in the, and here's why. Here, in the off chance that if it does hit, it hits at that right time, yeah. you've just wasted that really good meal. Yeah, well, can't wait. It's so fun. It's so fun <laughs> just sitting here. I mean, I guess the alternative is that I'm sick, so it's better than being sick. But right, pff. right. But how many phantom? How many phantom symptoms are you starting to get? Uh, you know, I had a headache this morning. <laughs> yeah, this stomach is. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Every it's time something, something, you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> have a carbonated water. I, you know, I have to burp. It's like, oh no, here it goes. <laughs> Uh, but we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there, and uh, I'm I'm doing fine. And hopefully, uh, the kids are mended. The wife's uh, still still in it, and hopefully, we'll get out soon. But uh, anyway, anyway, that's I guess that'll be either way. That should be cleared up by tournament time, so that will be good. And then we can uh, enjoy that without any sort of complications. There. How are you doing, Marlo? Oh, I am well. I'm doing good. Um, I'm feeling the march. I'm feeling yeah. the conference tournaments. They got had me juiced. Um, I'm ready to go. I, I mean, uh, we'll talk about the batters in a minute. Can't say the same for them. But as yeah. a whole, like you said, we have some brackets. This is yep. here. This is happening. Um, you know, it's time to to sit down, watch basketball, put some money on the line, and have have fun. I'll at least talk about putting money on the line. Uh, <laughs> I could tell I missed last year because I printed out a bracket that doesn't have the the seating numbers on it, and I swear I used to be able to just go down the list. And you know, write the the matchups. You know, one sixteen, eight nine, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I like blanked on a couple, and I was, it was pretty. It was pretty embarrassing. And Ooh. I'm just rusty. I'm just rusty, Marlo. Yeah, uh, yeah we're all, we all are. We all. Are. Uh, but ready to get into it. All right. Before we're going to talk a little bit uh, about brackets uh, with our special guest, Marlo. We didn't team off at the top. Let's team off. Oh, d- tee it off. I got right. tee it off. Tee it off. Yeah, we had we had a, we had a special guest, returning guest, returning a returning guest. guest. Um, Rod, we got Asher Lowe. Yeah. Uh, he was on last night. He was probably he was on last year around this time. Um, has many many things. He kind of blew up like all of our guests that happen that come on after our show. Yeah, uh, but he Heard he knows his that. stuff. He definitely knows yeah. his stuff. Yep, and we'll uh, talk to him more or introduce him more in a little bit. But uh, we're going to talk about him with him about uh, Selection Sunday and kind of look back at the Badger season. Uh, but we won't get into exactly how necessarily how the Badgers did this. 
weekend, extended weekend. So let's do that now, Marlo. Yeah. Uh, in the Big Ten tournament, Wisconsin on Thursday survives against Penn State, uh, seventy-five to seventy-four, only to lose on Friday to Iowa again, sixty-two to fifty-seven. Uh, <clears throat> the takeaway from the Penn State game was that it never should have been that close. Yeah. And after building a large, what was it, 16, 18-point lead, had to just survive at the end there to win by one. Yeah. Penn State had the ball in their hand to be able to take the lead at the end. Um, scary moments for sure. But I, I think the most, you know, survive in advance we are in March, I get that. But I think for most of us, I'll talk for myself maybe, but it, it was just too too much of what has happened uh, throughout the season to, to to kind of have that sentiment of, yeah, we got past it. And and just the fact that it was, not only was it a lead, they, that lead shrunk so fast. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was with, it was, what you say, the high point was 17, and, and they got it down to within two with, in like three minutes. It was, it was like three minutes span of game time. Three and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and just that, you know, that part's disappointing. Um and to your point, like I know you had said off, we had said off of uh, before we started recording that it could have changed the seating that we'll talk about in a minute, and it just kind of reach, you know, we felt so good for most of that game as they were able, mm-hmm. like, you know, Penn State did have a lead. We were able to kind of find our our, our shooting rhythm. Uh, we, were, we were playing well, playing good defense, and then we just kind of stopped, um, and that's the disappointing part. Just couldn't finish yeah, a game. It's the end of the game where it's like you said things we've seen all season that we just can't we can't figure out we can't get stops when we need to. At the end of games, Penn State scored time and time again uh, down the stretch, and we can't, when we get out of our offensive rhythm late in games or late in shot clocks, it's too much of Trice trying to do it on his own and not enough. And I'm not blaming Trice. Uh, I'm, yeah. It's more of I think a, a, a team. No one else kind of steps up to to make the play. The offense just stagnates. Yes, and it happened again. I think just empty possession after empty possession, while the other team is scoring quick, is just mind uh, makes you want to pull your hair. out. I was going to say mind boggling, yeah. but that wasn't that's not a real thing. Makes you makes you want to pull your hair out, and that's how that the end of that game ended. But we did hold on, moved on against Iowa, and I don't know how else to put this. This is one you got to have. Uh, Iowa shot 10% from three. They turned the ball over so much. Uh, getting the stats up here real quick. Um, so they ended up shooting two for 20, as I said, 10% uh, from three. They had okay, they had eight turnovers. I'm sorry, that must have been a different game. I was thinking of where they had more turnovers. But they shot poorly. Garza, we just can't stop Garza. And Iowa scoring 62 points, this is one you have to have. Yeah. And it just, I mean, a lot of it, I don't know if you had the stats there, how many offensive rebounds the Iowa had. Uh, they had a ton, 12 offensive 12 rebounds. rebounds. It seemed like every, especially in the second half, seemed like every possession, if they didn't hit the first shot, they were getting a second chance. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I mean, Garza had a game, but it wasn't, it, it seemed, it wasn't like as dominating, right? So, like, to your point, shooting was off for Iowa. Uh, we were We were staying within... Arms length every uh, you know all game up up at points and again we just needed to kind of take the game in our hands take control of it and, and kind of put it away and again we, we just couldn't do that this is this you know third loss against Iowa this season I always yeah. say it's in hard. third loss in like six games yeah it feels like <laughs> is that what it is oh I think it's more than that. Um, I'm third and seven. Third and seven. So, yeah, uh, it was, you know, uh, know we were texting during the game and it was like, okay, we have some hope. There's a little bit of hope. Do we we hang on to this hope? And at the, you know, obviously at the end of the game, that wasn't, we shouldn't have hang on to hope. Yeah. It's just, it's again, we're 0-9 now, I think it is, against those top teams in the Big Ten. And it's just when it gets down to, crunch time or we when we have runs it just doesn't seem to last and it doesn't seem like there's that other person not named trice a couple times it's been potter in games we've won but like not consistently enough to be because you watch other teams when they upset teams or or um you know 
compete with those with those top teams and it's multiple people contributing to a run multiple people closing down the stretch rare is it that it's just trice you know or somebody like trice who who who's able to 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 take it all on himself and it's just there's shots throughout the game where it, towards the end of the game whether it's uh davison or uh ford missing badly you know a couple times in the past like if those shots just go in, you know, and we're supposed to be a relatively good shooting team, I don't think that's the case anymore, but we thought we were. Uh, and just time and time again this season, those haven't gone in. And just to not get one or two of those throughout the season is just is just brutal. Uh, so it was it was a tough loss. On the other hand, Marlo. On the other it was hand, also super late. <laughs> it was super, super late, late, tough loss. And it didn't ruin a weekend day for me. Ah, so I true. I got to in, sit back and somewhat emotionless, emotionlessly uh, watch some really good college basketball in the Big Ten true. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, there guess. you go. There, I, there's, 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 there's a cup half full. Yeah, there's a silver lining if I've ever seen. Yeah, um, but it was as I mentioned, it was a really good uh, weekend. I think a basketball crossed, uh, and got, as you mentioned, get the juices flowing for March. But the Big Ten tournament games were really, really good, really entertaining, really high level, which is what we expected going into it, uh, right, with yep. five really good teams, <coughs> um, Wisconsin being the sixth. Um, <laughs> and uh, the semifinals great, and I called it. I'm a genius. I got it yeah, right. right. Uh, Illinois over Ohio State uh, in in the Big Ten championship, which – Looked like it was going to be a game. Uh, Illinois was just going to blow out. Yeah. Uh, but then Ohio State dug deep, made it interesting, and and had a chance to to win it uh, and end up going overtime. And Illinois pulled it out. Yeah, you called it. So everyone listen, you better listen to Casey's bracket picks. Uh, <laughs> he's he's going to have the winner this year. Uh, That's right. So he, he knows what's going on. But yeah, that was. Uh, I think at the beginning of the Ohio State Illinois game, I was like, oh, is this, this is what it's like to watch Wisconsin play when you're not a Wisconsin fan. Uh, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I thought Ohio State is looking very Wisconsin-y right now. Uh, they did the opposite and actually came came back from it. I, th- I think they they, t- they had one field goal in the first twelve minutes of the game or something silly. It's, yeah, something like that. They had one field goal and ten points. So they yeah. were able to get the line, yeah. uh, but I think only one field goal in their first twelve points. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was a very Wisconsin-y stretch. Uh, that's funny that you had that same thought. Um, but kind of like Wisconsin, they're able to come back but not actually win. <laughs> yeah. Little. I think they were without uh, Young, one of their big men, right? He got elbowed in the head, which wasn't a flagrant. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Uh, especially There's that. There was the non-hook and hold against Ohio, in the Ohio State-Illinois game today that I was like, if that's Brad Davison, that's a hook and hold, 100%. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't called because it wasn't Brad Davison. Um but anyway, uh, Ohio State, uh, a good close game. Illinois, uh, just towards the end of the season, just felt like the best team in the Big Ten and turned out to be here in the tournament. I'm annoyed that they're still going with this. We're actually Big Ten champions. Yeah, they need to stop that. It's not how the rules work. Yeah, you won the tournament. You agreed to the rules ahead of time. Yeah. Just get over it. It's annoying. Uh, all right. Uh, other. Uh, other conference tournaments, Marlo. I guess the story of other tournaments uh, was really that team, the teams that won them in kind of the streak that they broke of not winning them, right? That was a weird, weird way to put it. Teams that won it, haven't won it in a long time. Yeah. Oregon State won the Pac-12 they never had. Alabama uh, won the first SEC since 1991. Georgia Tech won the first ACC since 93. Texas since 95, and Georgetown since 2007. So a lot of streaks there broken, uh, and that was really interesting to see. Uh, I think in two of those, the COVID cancellations had something to do with it. Uh, Georgia Tech got past Virginia because Virginia couldn't play. And I, did Texas get past Kansas because Kansas couldn't Kansas play? Or either way. Yeah, Kansas yeah, Either play. way, yeah. Either way, Kansas was withdrawn from the tournament, uh, and I guess Duke was as well. Uh, but they get that gave Florida State the pass. Got to the uh, got to the championship, um, and Georgetown smacked Creighton. That was crazy. 
Yeah. They are playing well. They are playing some well basketball right now. Uh, Patrick Ewing. He's gotten big, by the way. <laughs> he's got, he's a big he's a big boy now. Uh, but yeah, the conference conference tournaments. Uh, the conference tournaments not only the games, but the yeah the outcomes were surprising. Oregon State, who saw that one coming? Um, nobody did because it's in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, nobody watched. Nobody. That, yeah, that's fair. So. Uh, my question to you, Casey, with all these these outcomes, some of them surprising, yeah. a lot of them are, I should say, is this a prelude to a crazy tournament, or is this just how the conference tournaments turned out because of a crazy season? I I think it's could be a prelude to some early rounds, but I think that the one and two lines in this tournament, which we'll talk about with Asher, is... They're so strong. I don't think like you're going to see those kind of crazy upsets, 16 over 1s, 15 over 2s, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I could see a lot of the kind of middle high, the the 4s through 7s losing. And maybe some teams go on runs, but I don't think it's a prelude to like a, a crazy one where we get uh, a George Mason in the Final Four or something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're the guru. You're unless the, there's unless there's cancellation. Yeah, you're the guru. So uh, this is why I, I there we go. You. Yeah. So that's, that's right. that is that's now right. law. That is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Great. What? <laughs> also, Rick Pitino's back. He yeah. he is the head coach of Iona, winning the I forget whatever conference he won, uh, <laughs> but he'll be back in the tournament. Yeah, he's well, brought. Five schools yeah, now? Is five it, schools to the NCAA tournament. He's one of three coaches to ever do that. Uh, I mean, I guess we're excited Rick Pitino's back. I guess it's at least interesting. Yeah. It makes it, Iona a little bit more interesting. It's a storyline. Everybody seems too excited that he's back. <laughs> how how soon people forget? Yeah, we do use excited and soon there to describe it. I'm excited for... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that good was work good. there. Subtle. <laughs> Subtle. Um, I was thinking as... Minnesota was losing in the Big Ten tournament. What if they demoted their Patino mm-hmm. and got Rick and brought Rick in? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can see it happening. That would be hilarious. That would be <laughs> hilarious. He goes by Richard, right, or whatever he goes by. But um, yeah, yeah. If he becomes his assistant coach, or, or Rick would Rick would just come in and be like, "I'm just going to be an advisor." And then somehow snake yeah. his way to head coach by like game three, <laughs> but he's actually just sitting right behind the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yelling at the referees. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. We'll save yeah the rest of the attorney talk for our for Asher coming up here, uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get going. For sure. All right, and now our interview with Asher. All right, so we now bring on, or bring back, I should say. Bring back Asher Lowe. Um, Asher was with us right before the world ended last time. Um, but as a recap, Asher here, he is a publisher at the Badger Wire, covers Wisconsin for USA Today, producer at ESPN Madison, uh, as well has his own podcast, Locked on Badgers. Uh, Asher, thanks for joining us, man. You've done some big things since the last time we talked. Yeah, of course. Let's uh, let's talk Badgers again. Glad to be back. <laughs> All right. We got right. some Greg so, Gard stuff last time, right? Didn't we yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Group chat, Greg Gard scenario. Yeah. 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 It's a continuing conversation. Maybe we can get back to <laughs> it. Did you see my – before you start, I got to say, if you haven't yeah. seen my video on Twitter that I found this amazing app. Some people call it amazing. Some people call it disastrous. It's this app that allows you – to take a selfie, it's called Wombo. Take a selfie and you can make it into a music video. Okay. As if that okay. selfie is singing a song. And I made one of Greg Gard singing "I Will Survive," <laughs> talking to all the Badger fans. That if you haven't seen it, go go. It's on my Twitter. It, it's horrendously terrifying and great at the same time. I highly recommend. It. <laughs> all right, for sure. Go check that out. We'll definitely get after it. Um, Casey, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, sure. I guess uh, just looking at. Selection Sunday, or the tournament in general, before we get into what it what happened and, and where the Badgers are and whatnot, do you have any 
Selection Sunday or tournament traditions or anything that you look forward to or, or do year in and year out? It's a good question. I, I think that, well, today, okay, today I was driving back from Indianapolis, so it was kind of a, a lost day until I got home around. I got home like right when the second half of Ohio State and Illinois was starting, so that was fun. Definitely watched the game before. I always watched the Big Ten Championship, of yeah, course, yeah. which is always leading into it, which is a lot of fun. I guess I just love seeing Greg Gumble like at that beginning. Like I just love seeing him sitting there with the note cards. That's probably my favorite part. <laughs> I wouldn't say I have any specific traditions beyond um, watching it and then immediately joining. Uh, we have. I actually don't do like brackets really. I, I make a bracket, but like I don't really like brackets because they're just they're just like whatever. Like the scoring <laughs> system on ESPN is terrible. You can't really. Like, I'm probably the only guy you meet that's like. Brackets are below me. Like I like, I like the fun. I like, like the weird like pickums or survivor pools or player okay, pools, okay. whatever it is. So I, I then will join quickly into this pool that we've had for a while with actually a, a dad at my temple, but uh, he runs it. It's like a, it's a really cool pool where you basically pick five teams and the seeds have to add up to a certain number. So the number's been different in the years, but seeds add up to around 20 and you have to pick five teams that you go with so you can pick you know some one seeds and a 13 seed or you can pick a bunch of four seeds and based on how they do uh you get points so i usually will go right into trying to do some math and pick my seeds there that that's good that sounds fun but you definitely sound like a guy who in fantasy football who's like snake drafts are stupid yeah no i'm aware i'm aware i sound like a like kind of a douche when i say that but but i but i do think brackets are a little annoying if i watch as much college basketball and care as much as i do you shouldn't be able to beat me when you don't know anything that's my fair fair that that is that is 100 fair uh that said let's talk brackets no uh what was with the selection show, uh, or maybe if you want to go back to uh, the conference tournaments, what, what's your biggest story, your biggest takeaway uh, going into the tournament? I think that Big Ten-wise, it's that Illinois is the team we thought they could be before the year. They've rounded into form at the right time. They're playing much better defense. Andre Curbelo has elevated his game entirely from where he was at the beginning of the year to now. I, I love watching him play. And then obviously – what is there to say about Iowa and Kofi? So, I mean, they've really turned into, I think, the second-best team in college basketball going into this mm-hmm. tournament, mm-hmm. which I don't think people were thinking about a few months ago, three months ago, two months ago when Big Ten play started, and they were struggling a little bit. They almost lost to Ohio at home. I remember that game early in the year. Ohio's a tournament team, a very good team, but they looked shaky early, and they finally rounded into form. That, to me, is the biggest story heading in, is that they look like a powerhouse right now. Yeah, they do, and I, I want to say the turning points when Io heard it's before this, but when he broke his nose or hurt his nose and he has to put on the mask because that just looks so much cooler. Uh, but in honesty, I think it was when he got that triple double against Wisconsin that kind of really opened my eyes to what that team is is capable of. Yeah, he is um, just such a creator, so good with the basketball at making plays for others, but also. A three-level scorer now, a guy that can finish at the rim, very good mid-range, and just a better shooter overall than when he came in to college. So I'm excited to watch him translate to the next level as well, and that's not even talking about his defense because his defense is almost as good as his offense. Yeah, he's pretty special. Let's look at the top two lines now. i got two questions regarding the top two lines, kind of a positive one and a negative one. Uh, How many... How long is your list of teams that you think could realistically win the tournament? Is it very long? There's one team. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. There's one single team. All right. All right. Uh, this is this is being this is being a little sports hot takey, whatever. But like, sure. there's so much better. That, and of course, they can lose. They can. It's six games, to one game. I understand they could absolutely lose. My realistic thing of like list of teams that could win it, like potentially, is I'd say five or six, maybe like four or five, honestly, but Gonzaga course, is so much better. Of course, better. Moving to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, right? of course yeah, no, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, listen, God. Ohio is so much better. No, okay. Uh, Gonzaga, <laughs> Gonzaga is so much better than everybody else. They're, they're the best team in college basketball history that I've seen. With my own eye. And I can't, I can't, you can't call them that. I think it's very unfair. I saw an article today. I think it was Alex Kirshner on Twitter posted it about Gonzaga is the best team of all time if they win. Mm-hmm. And, I am an NBA history nerd, and you can't. I, I can't. Say, I'm not. I'm not actually as much of a college basketball history guy as I am an NBA history guy. 
which which aligns itself to some college basketball history, right? But yeah. but you can't. I can't say to you that, given what I've studied and what I've learned about the NBA in the past and how people disrespect the era of the past versus now, I can't say to you that Gonzaga is the greatest team of all time if they win for sure and all this stuff. They're the greatest team I've seen though, which is would be the last you know ten fifteen years. They're the greatest team I have watched with my my own eyes if they win this thing. They're so much better offensively than anybody I've seen in the last fifteen years. They have five players that would be the best team, best player on ninety five percent of teams in the country, and they're all on the same team. They have three players that would be the best player on basically any team in the country besides like five. Uh, so it's just a juggernaut. Mark Few is an unbelievable coach. They're the best program in the country. They already are. Uh, they the only team in the country that's been to five straight Sweet 16s. They're beyond everybody. It's not even close. So this is it. This is the year. This is the Gonzaga year. Yeah. I, yeah, if it's any year, it has to be this year. But I think I... It's always hard to chew off Gonzaga, and I, I agree with you. They're, they've been the best team from, from start to finish here, and obviously they can lose, but... It's just so hard to put it out out of the head of how many good teams they have and just haven't been able to finish it off. I understand that, but at the end of the day, people kind of associate not winning with choking, and it's the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. Like you don't just because you didn't win doesn't mean you choked. They're the only team that hasn't choked in the last five years. The only one that hasn't choked early of any team in the country. They're the only ones that have been to five straight Sweet Sixteens, five straight second weekends. They're gonna cakewalk into the second weekend this year it's going to be two 15 point wins plus first round will be a lot more than that second round will be at least that uh and their bracket their their draw was a joke for them most draws would be a joke for them but this draw is really easy like missouri or oklahoma in the second round are you kidding i mean please Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up Gonzaga's Sweet 16 because for a while, I mean, this was now like, what, 15, 10, 15 years ago where they couldn't get to the Sweet 16, and now it seems like they're there every year. I think to your point about kind of their historical standing, <clears throat> I think unfortunately to uh, their their spot in history is going to almost come down to who they end up beating in the tournament, which is out of their control. Right, mm-hmm. If they do go undefeated, but it's because there were other upsets in their bracket or, or what have you, I think that's going to take a little bit off because mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't seen Gonzaga play. But if they end up playing you know, the higher seeds and getting in some, you know, and beating them handily, I think that will go a long way in, in that, that type of argument. They played the best non-conference schedule in college basketball. They walloped through it. I mean, just decimated Virginia. Beat Iowa easily. That game was never really close. Beat Kansas in a game where Kansas came back in the second half, but it was never really close. Never really felt that close. West Virginia game was tough. Suggs got injured. That one was a little dicier, and I'm not surprised by that given what West Virginia is. They're kind of well-built to compete with Gonzaga, as I think Illinois is also well-built to compete with Gonzaga. But at the end of the day, they're so good offensively. Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, and in my opinion, the best player on the team, who probably gets talked about less than both of those guys, Drew Timmy, are three of the best offensive college basketball players I've ever seen. They all play on the same team. It's pretty unfair. <laughs> all right, well, let's switch from talking about who's going to win to who's not. And looking again at those top two lines, who do you think is the most vulnerable of the one and two seeds? It's a good question. I think that, man, I need to pull up the actual whole bracket to just look at matchups real quick. Sure, but, right, right. Um, I think, I think Michigan off the top ahead. of my head. Okay. Would okay. be would be one that I I'm gonna get flack for that, but because I've I've kind of been on them all year, just because their fans are funny and they go they get really mad online really easily. <laughs> I was called like because my I have like I guess blonde hair that's long in my profile picture, so I got called Napoleon Dynamite a lot by those fans <laughs> when I would uh, when I would when I would trash them. That was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I mean if I if I'm having some haters online, I'm doing something right. I guess that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, if you have, don't haters. have haters, we don't. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't have, have any. So. I finally got. I finally got a few haters, and it's all because of talking that's about Michigan. Six. So if you guys want to get haters, just start talking about how bad Michigan is, and you'll get you'll get some haters. Don't. Um, but don't. Do right. yeah, LSU St. Bonnie's. Both of those teams are going to give Michigan a very tough game in round mm-hmm. two. Doesn't matter who wins that game, and I don't know who wins that game. Those are two really really good teams in different ways. Uh. If I'm talking about another one or two seed that I think could have problems, Iowa, 
with that Oregon VCU game, but also with Grand Canyon in round one scares me for sure. And then Houston in the second round against the winner of Clemson Rutgers, which I think is going to be Rutgers. Rutgers Houston would be a very tough game for uh, the Cougars. Interesting. A lot, a lot of tough games there for the two seeds. And I know you're high in Texas, so I know you don't see Bama getting uh, to at least to the Elite Eight. So uh, that's a little bit farther than I'm. All right. So looking outside of the Big Five in or Power Six in Gonzaga, do you have a kind of dark horse or Cinderella uh, school that you? S- have your eye on that you're thinking can can make some waves by make some waves do you mean win it one game or get to the second weekend get to the lead eight? Second weekend second weekend okay let's look at second weekend here uh ucsb can be a second weekend team off the top of my head i'm going to name a few off and then i'll kind of give some okay. reasons okay. i guess ucsb sure. could be a second weekend team looking at this um let's see i think anybody who watched uh Georgetown Creighton wouldn't be <laughs> shocked to hear that Creighton's a little risky. Of a pick. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what? I people are talking about Georgetown over Colorado. Have you guys heard that already? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to say Colorado would be almost a sleeper to get to the Elite Eight or the final or, or not the Final Four, but get to the second weekend. And that Florida State game, everyone's just kind of just chalking in Florida State to the Sweet Sixteen there. And I would probably take Florida State to get to the Sweet Sixteen as well, but. That Colorado team, everyone is sleeping on. I mean, that is a team with McKinley Wright who can really end games, just just has that finisher mentality as a guard. And you have so many different options. Deshaun Schwartz is a great shooter on the left wing. Evan Batty's really good inside. They're very good defensively. They have the guard that can just take over, right? They have the defense. Mm-hmm. I really like them. And I think everybody's kind of just saying Georgetown, classic 12 over 5. I'm taking Patrick Ewing. I It's a great story. I'm really happy for Georgetown. But – not only do I like Colorado in that game, I like Colorado potentially upsetting Florida State in that second round as well, which I think, which I think would be a huge upset. In a lot of, I know it's 5-4. I still think that'd be a massive one. Mm-hmm. With UCSB, that'd probably be my other, um, other big one in terms of – that'd be the only double-digit seed I'd want to talk about in terms of getting to the second weekend. I think it's not only possible, I think it's probable that they get to the second weekend. Ja'Cory McLaughlin is – what a story. I mean a guy that has become the Big West Player of the Year – this year, uh, just a do-it-all guard that has an amazing story of growth during his time in college. Miles Norris is a beast. Their front line is really solid. They're not big, but they're quick. Uh, they're fun. They can go in crazy offensive spurts, and they play at a stadium called the Thunderdome. So that's all you got to know. Nice. 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 All right. Excellent. Um, all right. Let's switch gears and focus on our Wisconsin Badgers. And I guess let's first talk about the seed they got. They drew the nine seed in the South region. They have a matchup with North Carolina. So before we talk about the matchups, uh, I know we talked a little bit beforehand, and you had them going a little bit, a little bit higher. I saw, I guess, anywhere from seven to nine, but nine seemed to be the low end, and that's what we got. What do you think about where we got seeded? I think it's a little low. I think seven or eight would have been fine, but it, it's low. Five quad one wins. At the end of the day, though, does this team look like more than a nine? No. I mean, they don't. They don't really pass an eye test. They've closed the year terribly, two and six in their last eight. But five quad one wins is a lot for a nine seed. I, I'd actually try to find the last nine seed that won five quad one games. I assume you you weren't able to find it. I yeah, I thought it was low. I wonder, I'd wonder who it would be. I'm saying I, I don't I don't know yeah, who yeah. it would be, but I, I'd be curious because that's a lot of quad one wins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We found out pretty early that they were the nine seed, and I definitely angrily looked at every other seven seed <laughs> and said, "Are you kidding me?" To them. Uh, so I guess after that, it was uh, we got Florida. Uh, Clemson and Clemson. I mean, yeah, the Clemson thing that I don't see how Wisconsin is is two seed lines lower than Clemson. I just don't don't see how that's possible. Yeah, I agree. I, I think my only other theory is that they wanted them to be a seven seed. However, there are two Big Ten teams at ten seeds. So then they, but then they dropped them to a nine. That doesn't make sense, right? As I say it out loud, they would drop them two spots because of matchups. Guys, Michigan State was the last team in. 
And they have three – they have at least five – oh, they actually probably have five quad one wins. <laughs> well, they have three against top, top five teams, teams, right? I know. Yeah. I know, yeah. Maybe they don't actually. They, they, they really did not win games early in the year. They might actually not have five quad one wins. They definitely have three, but I don't know if they have. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe tough but fair on the seeding. Uh, when I saw it, I went nuts, but I'm a homer, so – uh, there we go. All right, let's talk about the road we have then. Uh, first round against North Carolina. Then we're in Bad, uh, Baylor's region. Uh, they're the one seed, so if we would win, we would almost guaranteed play Baylor. Uh, the two seed is Ohio State, and then the three seed is Arkansas. What do you think of the Badger, the matchups that the Badgers face ahead of them? If they are to make a run. Yeah, I think UNC is a tough one off the bat. I have to look more into the matchup itself, but I've watched UNC quite a bit this year. You have a ton of size, really disruptive on the glass, great offensive rebounding team, not a great shooting team by any means, especially for a UNC team. They have really struggled from the perimeter at times. But, I mean, like guys like Baycott, like, those are just nightmare players for Wisconsin to go up against, really athletic bigs that will just rebound the heck out of the basketball. This team's going to get killed on the glass, and that's what I'm worried about most. Yeah, that's when I saw North Carolina, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And then I thought a similar thing against Baylor. So it seemed to me when I looked at it, I went, oh boy, this is two, these are two teams that just can exploit one of our biggest weaknesses. Uh, so tough, Not tough road there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a brutal one. Honestly, All right. I'll just be honest, it's tough. All right, well, if you got a few more minutes, I just wanted to get a high-level kind of look back at the season. You already alluded to kind of the disappointing finish to the season, but it was really a season of changing expectations from coming to the season ranked high, uh, kind of a, a lull in the middle, picking it back up, and then a big lull at the end. Now that we're kind of done with regular season, Big Ten tournament, how do you judge or rate this Wisconsin Badgers basketball season as a whole? It's a failure. For sure. Uh, it's been a failure of a year for sure. And they're, it's not all their fault. This was a really tough year to play in for everybody. And I think that this team really benefited from a crowd last year during their run. <laughs> a lot of those games were at home. A lot of those games had great crowds, packed coal centers. This team has been one of the best in the country at home over the last 20 years. I think it really hurt them more than other teams. Yes, more than other teams that everyone went through. But I think no fans hurt them a lot more than some other teams. Uh, so there's an excuse there. But at the end of the day, they didn't produce against teams they should have beaten and teams they should have hung with. They lost games in fashion that was just kind of tough to watch at times with offensive stagnancy and all that. And I think they kind of deserve where they ended up a little bit. I know it was a brutal seed to get, but they sort of deserved this kind of road and Hey, anything can happen, though. Yeah, I guess 0-0 again, right? That was the talk going into the Big Ten tournament, so we're we're back there. Yeah, back there. Yeah, we talked a lot about the the change in expectations uh, throughout the season, the the highs and lows, but uh, I think the biggest thing that you, you said, like those... The inefficiencies on offense, those lulls of offense, and then some of the, the like the late game breakdowns um, that we've seen in, in then some of the closer games with the good teams and the teams we shouldn't be in the game, like we should shouldn't be that close to the game at the end of the game too. So it's it was kind of scratching, especially with a senior led team. Yeah, it was the senior thing, right? We joke about the age all the time, but yeah, yeah. we, we don't, don't. They, they do. do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. They do. Um. But, yeah, the senior thing was sort of something we talked about all year, and it never really came into play, right? This team did a lot of things that senior-led teams shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. All right. Well, speaking of senior-led, that transitions nicely into what I think will be our last question here. We have uh, an additional year of eligibility for all these guys, so can, uh, we might have an average starting age of 23 years old next year if they all come back. We have a relatively high draft uh, draft class uh sorry recruiting <laughs> class coming in uh what do you think what if you look in your crystal ball what do you think this team looks like next year what, or what should badger fans be expecting uh this team to look like next year probably as hard of a projection as you're ever going to get just because you don't know if anybody's coming back or nobody's coming back but 
if I'm guessing, here's what I would say. I would say Trice is gone 100%. Ford is gone 100%. Brad, I'm going to go like mm, 75, 80% gone. I think he's going to leave, but I'd leave a little bit of room there. Uh, I think Nate's gone, and I think uh, Micah. See, I, I think Micah Potter might come back, but oh he's married and he's ready to be a pro. He can be a pro almost anywhere in the world uh, tomorrow. So it, I wouldn't be shocked if he came back because because he had the year taken from him is honestly why. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had eligibility taken from him. He's not uh, – he's just getting better and he's not necessarily like – I feel like he's not really necessarily done yet. Like he got a lot of time taken away from him, year and a half. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think most of those guys will be gone. Chucky Hepburn is is the name, right, that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Twitter's talking about one of the best players in Nebraska high school basketball history. He is a warrior. He is an all-out competitor. I don't think he's a guy that's going to come in and just take over like day one by any means. But he's a guy that on day one, even though his stats won't pop right away, he will help you win basketball games right away. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a very different looking team. And if if Chucky Hepburn's going to come in, he's obviously going to play. Uh, we have Jonathan Davis, Tyler Wall, but a lot of minutes there to be filled. If if your kind of crystal ball prediction is is coming through, so it'll be an interesting off season, I guess. To we have to watch that, but unlike last year, thank goodness we have a tournament to watch this year. In the meantime, before we get to that, uh, so thank you. Uh, Marlon, do you have any other questions? I'm sorry, I shouldn't just end the... Uh, no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, you go for your thank yous. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Esha, for joining us. Anything you would like to uh, mention or plug before we let you go? Just the Lockdown Matters podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts uh, through March. And thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Asher. Wow, what a great interview with Asher Lowe. I mean, that guy. He's just the greatest. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, tournament talk, we'll get back to what rules the calendar, the NFL. A lot of, actually quite a bit of NFL news dropping during selection time. Yeah, uh, almost like a news dump yeah. like they do, you know, like politics on Friday or something, <laughs> or MLB baseball does with their awards. Uh, so I'm surprised that they didn't announce some sort of award here, actually. That seems to be what they do is... <laughs> What are you doing over there, NCAA? Are you trying to grab some stuff? Check this out. Yeah. yeah. Here's the Cy Young winners <laughs> this year. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the, I guess the biggest news is Drew Brees uh, has officially retired from the NFL at 42 years old. Uh, one of the most uh, accomplished passers in the history of the NFL. Um, yeah. I think, I guess it felt like the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Right, as the way in which he left that playoff game, uh, saying about Tom Brady doing that whole pass that you know that camera happened to be there, it happened know, to whatever. Me. Yeah, uh, so it seemed like that was going to be then he kind of te- it seemed like he was teasing he might come back, kind of best shape of his life t- type talk. Um, but he will not, and uh, we'll see what the Saints do for here. But it's you know, uh, goodbye to like I said, one of the greatest passers of, of all time. Yeah, it's definitely not definitely not surprising that he's retiring. Obviously, great career, most of it with the Saints. I, uh, I going through going through last you know going through the last couple seasons would have been he's won is he one Super Bowl win has he been the two yeah one Super Bowl win I don't think no, so. no just the one just he wins yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those. I mean, he got he got that win. Obviously, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I know him and <laughs> at one point him and uh, Tom were going back and forth with touchdowns. They were telling us about every week. Um, yeah. Obviously, Tom's going to continue that on. But Drew is going to be the ultimate. Uh, I was a short guy guy uh, to, to mm-hmm. make it as a quarterback in the NFL. And it will always be every. It will always be every comp to anyone that's uh, under six feet uh, coming out into the draft. So thank you, Drew. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got he's got that going for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, in Packer news, Packers re-signed Aaron Jones, four-year, forty-eight million dollars with a thirteen million dollar contract. I'm a bit surprised that they signed him, uh, and it seems like uh, the Packer fan base is split, kind of between 
uh, I, let's say fan fans mm-hmm. who are excited to have Aaron Jones back because he's a really fun running back and a really fun player to have on your team, and he's good. Yeah. Uh, and I guess w- what you'd call stat fans who kind of look at it and go, that's a lot of money to pay a running back in today's <laughs> NFL. So it's it's really split, and uh, the interesting comment that I saw that I think I agree most with is um, is that if depending on how much they play him as a pass catcher, if they pay play him more as like a third wide receiver, not necessarily lining up out wide, uh, but you know running more action to get him uh, the ball, catching the ball in space, then it makes a little bit more sense because you're kind of paying him more wide receiver money than running back money and that makes a little bit of sense to me um but it still seems like by drafting Corey dillon last year uh and then it seemed like that was kind of like a a successor to to aaron jones it would have been a risk right but it still seemed like that was a a successor type move and i guess now you move on from jamal williams uh because you can't pay two running backs uh, I don't. Jamal Williams isn't going to get this kind of money, but um, I thought it was going to be Williams and Dylan. But we still have Dylan because he's on his rookie contract. So you have Jones there. I can't imagine they bring in uh, Jamal Williams now, uh, unless it's a it's a really team friendly deal. Uh, but I'm excited to have Jones back again. It's just kind of the bag in the back of my head and the cap space and all that kind of kind of is nagging at me a little bit. Got to get a resident capologist on here, um, either to put you at ease, Casey. Or yeah, just, or freak, or you, freak out. you out, one of the two. Yeah, uh, and then they then they'll need to explain all of the converting signing bonuses or, or salary into signing bonuses. I don't understand how that works. Uh, it feels like the signing bonus should be made at the time you sign. I don't know how all of a sudden you can change that later, but whatever. Uh, I know it's in the rules, but like logically in my head. It doesn't make sense. They shouldn't be able to do it because it defies what the words mean. <laughs> you, know, you know how big of a stickler yeah. I am on that mark? Yeah, stickler for the rules. Yeah, rules and that words adhere to their meaning. Yeah. But from a, a pure uh, a pure player on the field standpoint, you're excited he's coming back. I'd say he's coming back. Because yeah, the, the only alternative is I would sit here and go, okay, well, what else would you spend that money on? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's kind of that's not a real thing, right? It's a it's a hypothetical thing, so I can't like contrast it very much. You know, let's say that they had him walk and they signed um, Jamal Williams for half this money. I don't know. I'm just making up amounts. Um, what would they have done with the other cap space? Could they have gotten the impact player somewhere else, or would that have helped them re-sign Corey Lindsley? I don't know. Um, but just from a having a dynamic running back. On the field, that's a plus, and I'll, I, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take that. But it does feel like if Packers are going more so now than even last year, that if they're going to win, they're going to have to outscore people, which is the point of the game. You know, you know what I mean. But yeah, you, yeah no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's not going to be win it with offense. Too. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Yep. So, all right. Are you scared or happy that Aaron Jones is back? Or do you? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, to your like, to me, I like to go in. It's like from a like again, a pure player. Yeah, it's he's a good player, so that's not great. But I, I too, am like, well, they spent that money on a running back, which most times doesn't work out in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, spending money on a spending money on a running back. So, in in that aspect, it's kind of like, where else can they? Where else are they not spending it? And if something happens. You know it's going to work out, but if it works out on the field and you have the you have you know the good obviously good thing is you have the quarterback to take that off, and if you use him as another uh, wide as another receiving weapon, then all all will be good. So yeah, I'm a little scared about it. I, I as pure player on the field, but I think you know spending that type of money on it doesn't doesn't seem like the right thing. But what do I know? I don't know any. I don't know how to make right moves. What do I know? We just have yeah. a podcast. Break the future. <laughs> Uh, all right. Speaking of head scratching, yeah. and this one's I think is even more head scratching than uh, Aaron Jones. The Patriots have reset yeah. Cam Newton uh, one year. I read the headline one year up to fourteen million. It looks like it's about fifty fifty uh, in salary and incentives, so he could get to fourteen million. The spin on this seems to be that it's going to give them options at quarterback, and. 
I, I, I just look at the experience that from, again, from the outside looking in the experience that was the Patriots offense last year when Cam Newton was in and healthy and it did not look like anything that I would want to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that if, I guess if that's your like worst case, we don't get another option. Worst case, we have Cam again. I, I guess that just tells you how. Um, who's their Who's their other backup? Whatever, it doesn't matter. How it's a guy out of Auburn. Uh, Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know how bad that situation must be. It, it just seems it doesn't make sense to me to spend again. Maybe it's not that much because look at what I was going to say a lot of money, but I don't know. Look what Chase Daniels makes. Yeah, right. It doesn't. It just. It doesn't. It's a head scratcher too because it's the Patriots. It doesn't seem very Patriots. Ask, uh, type of move, yeah. You know, usually they cut people off yeah. when they know they're done. And after last season, I think it's pretty clear Cam is not the quarterback that he was for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it wasn't good, and it wasn't good to watch. I don't. It's yeah, it's a very big head scratcher. I mean, even for uh, you know seven million at a quarterback, that's you know that's a steal in today's but at the same time why even waste why even it doesn't seem like the Patriots waste the time on it yeah it's it's very weird a very weird move uh and we'll see I mean who knows maybe he needed another year yeah. to get healthy I don't know but it's very weird uh not to be outdone Marlo yeah. your Bears stepped yeah. up paid Mario yeah. Edwards who I totally knew was on the team <laughs> three years it was on the head of ESPN and I was like wow the Bears signed somebody and then it was like three years Eleven point five million dollars. I was like, okay, well, not the impact <laughs> necessarily. Unless you want to tell me I'm wrong. No, no, I, I, I don't know why it was such a headline. But um, yeah, man, yeah, he had four of the sacks, four of the sacks this season, uh, for the Bears. So go that on a amazing defense. Actually, it was a pretty good defense. Actually, it was a pretty good defense. If the defense wasn't there, it would have been a lot, it would have been a much more terrible season. Um, but hey, yeah, I don't. This this seems like a, a relatively uh, routine signing. Uh, three years, eleven yeah. million, and I, I I agree. I thought I was just I thought I was just getting notifications because <laughs> have the Bears like my favorites. But this kind of made the uh, front pages yeah. somewhere. It was a slow news day that day. It was. It, I mean, it was, the brackets were announced, so yeah, they weren't. You know yet. what else? It's not like anything else was going on. They had to leave the breadcrumbs, um, the breadcrumbs, right. so they uh, could come I, back. Algorithms. That's what I'll leave. That's it. right. That's algorithms. Yep. There you go. Boom. Working those algorithms. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Last NFL news. Texans make a couple trades. Did they? Do you think the Texans? <laughs> okay. Either they're geniuses and they're like, I think we, either they're geniuses and they're like, well, they're outsmarting everybody and like nickel and diming their way up these trades and, and and like slowly improving throughout like you might do in like Madden or something, uh, in like a dynasty mode. Uh, or, I mean, or the flip side of that, right? They don't know what they're doing. Or they just figured out you could trade <laughs> players. And they're like, check out this new thing you can do. You can exchange players with another franchise. Sometimes you get trapped. Yeah, it's very exciting. Or they're the, cut ties. They're the or only <laughs> decide to part ways, whatever we want to use. They seem like the only team that's like, make it, I feel like they two out of every three transactions involves the Houston Texans. <laughs> It's so bizarre. They, so they swapped linebackers with the Dolphins. Uh, they're getting Shaq Lawson, uh, and they traded for the Pat, uh, Patriots tackle. I didn't get all the names because clearly two trades is too many for me to remember. But it just seems so bizarre that they're so active in the trade market. <laughs> looking to, uh, yeah, looking to make moves. They got, I don't know, they got what to play with. They're trying to make their quarterback happy. Good luck. Um, yeah, Texans. They're just a weird franchise. They, they're a. Uh, there'll be case studies done on them one day, in this time period. In, in uh, what? Where will they? In in in, in like, in NFL yeah, class? Yeah, in NFL class. Uh, it'll probably. Well, no, he's not going to have a class anymore because he's coaching. Um, it's going to be Urban Myers. Urban, Urban Myers, Myers class. class? <laughs> 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 do a case study on it. Maybe when he retires from coaching, goes back to teaching. He'll run that. He'll run a case study on uh, how to run, how to not run a NFL franchise. I'm trying to think if there's like what is it? There's like sports and business management, right? There's like 
majors like that, right? Sports management, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that there or whatever. Whatever. What do you agents have to take? I don't, what do they get degrees in? Just, just finance. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I finance. Some of them are lawyers. Some of them. Yeah, probably. Some of them are just friends with a lot of athletes, so they get to go into the agencies because <laughs> they have the relationships. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a yeah. who do you know type business. Hmm. Well, in the who do you know type business, they can do case yeah. study about the case. That'll be fun. All right, that's that's it for the NFL. I think, Mark. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. NFL always bring the news, but. Not to be outdone by everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right. A quick one this week. Liverpool advances in the Champions League, defeating um, RB Leipzig. Uh, so they move on. Uh, the notables missing out, uh, I guess, in the first half of this round. Barcelona was eliminated by PSG, and Juventus was eliminated by a shorthanded Porto, who was down uh, to 10 men, I think was some in like the 67th minute or something. So they were able to get a free kick goal and move on past Juventus, which is a pretty big upset. Um, so two of, I guess, the normal uh, teams you expect to be there in Europe are not there. Uh, second half of this round of Champions League is this week. Uh, so on Tuesday and Wednesday, you'll have something to kind of occupy your days before the NCAA tournament starts, and uh, Liverpool plays Wolves tomorrow afternoon. So now that we sprung ahead, it starts at 3 o'clock. So all these games are starting at 3 instead of 2. So that's it. That's it for the quarter kick. A quick one. Dang, that was quick. All right, I guess all we have left some throw-ins. Um, yeah. The Grammys are going on. So great! I, I, I don't know. The Grammys are going on now. When we started recording, there it just seemed like a concert was happening. Don't know who's winning. Uh, don't know who's nominated. To be honest <laughs> with you, so this is a really good segment. I'm just. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to throw in that the Grammys are happening. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. I'm glad you told me. Um, I. That's why there's yeah. no sports on tonight. Trevor Noah is the host. Um. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I want to say? Oh, remember how I said uh, during like the Golden Globes or whatever it was uh, that I thought I would expect yeah. to care more about them? Yeah, complete opposite for Grammys. I knew as I got older I was going to care less and less as I was less and less in tune with popular music. Uh, and that's as you know, and maybe you could glean this from me spending my Friday night listening to '90s rap last week. Um, None of those probably, songs have been probably. nominated this year. Um, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, if Tupac oh, came out with a new one, it, it probably would have been nominated, though. It would crush. Yeah. And then they would try to... Do they still have like his songs? Yeah, I know, right? That no? was the whole I mean, thing. They used uh, to do that, right? He had like a bazillion songs that hadn't been released that Suge was holding on to. Oh, well. We'll, we'll go find them. We'll report Bummer. back. How's that guy? Uh, Suge? I think he's back in. He has to be back yeah. in jail. For some, at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty sure that was the answer. <laughs> I was pretty sure that was the answer. All right. Well. Oh, tough, tough. You yeah. know, just a tough run yeah. for that guy. Just a tough run. All right. <laughs> feel what bad. Else we feel bad for the back, for the good guys. Huh? Um. Everything else. <laughs> so, so the tourney format it had changed. It changed. Okay. You know, because we're starting on Friday, okay. not the the first four is on Thursday, and they're doing all four or doing both games, right? Or, the oh, first Wednesday. four is on Wednesday. That's right, they're on Wednesday, and then the game starts yeah. Friday. Um, yeah. So it goes, yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and I didn't Sunday. find this out until selection show, and then it blew my mind. Um, because you know, I'm used to the Thursday, but also, what else? It was also kind of slap difference. Obviously, I don't have a my traditional cubicle job. And then I was talking to this with some friends who, you know, being working from home, watching basketball do the game, just didn't, didn't slap the same. <laughs> like, you didn't get the same juice as the day basketball. I was wondering if you felt the same way. Uh, no, yeah. I think I'm going to like it more. I think it's going to be more fun to, uh, you know, have... I guess I have more options at home, right? I have... I, I, I'm not limited to 
my second <laughs> monitor. <laughs> like I, I have a monitor. I can get another laptop. Like I have, I have options now uh, to be able to watch even more basketball. So I'm more excited. I'm more excited to do it in a more relaxed manner uh, than I otherwise might. I don't like the changing it so it's Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Instead, of, I like I yeah. like the Thursday, Friday. Monday is going to be weird uh, coming off of weekend. But maybe we'll get to it. Maybe. And I'll completely flip. Maybe we'll get there and be like, "Hey, the weekend's not over. I have, you know, another day." Of I think that I think I'll be good with the Saturday first round, like being to just kind of be there for the first round because normally the Thursday, Friday, you know, I, I take off work. I'm watching all those games, and that's fine. But you know, as you get older, you probably can't do that all the time. <laughs> and um, right, or you have. Different yeah, types of jobs. Exactly. So I think it would be good to, to have that Saturday and like be able to immerse in the first round that much because usually you'll do that Thursday, Friday, yeah. and you get to Saturday and it's just like, oh, I have to wait and there's only like one game at a time type of thing. So that, you know, this Saturday will be, no, no, we'll see. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. My initial one is it's changed <laughs> and I don't like it. Uh, and secondly, we'll see it. Maybe maybe it will be more enjoyable. Um, and I guess it kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to th- think of it from like a TV viewer standpoint. Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense or not. But we will see. We will see. All we'll right. See. Turning format has changed. We'll report back next week. See if we like it. Um, I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk about where the next rounds are. Are we doing a bracket? Oh, it won't even, oh, yeah, it won't we'll even be, be done. done. We'll still Bye. be <laughs> Or maybe we'll, we'll record them. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Are we doing a bracket? Yeah, we should do our bracket. Yep. Let's, we'll do our right. bracket. Yeah. How did we we're do, that? do it? We'll remember how we did it. We'll put it out there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we're tell you, yeah. we're we had a year off. Rusty. We're rusty. We're rusty. I couldn't fill out the bracket correctly. I couldn't number it. We totally forgot that we did uh, brackets with the fellow fans. We'll get back into it. Here you go. Here we go. By Wednesday, we'll have it all Just in out. time. That's all it takes. Just in time. Just enough, just in time. How I live life. All right, man. There you go. All right, that's all I got, Casey. As um, always, you can find us on at on Twitter, at 132Breeze. Myself, at MarloJR. Casey, at ProfBadgerFan. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, as always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>